adults only. Explicit content. Bad language. Controversial topic. Ian hates music. Warning. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And my name is Dave. I am still dying, but I think the voice is better. Yeah, it sounds better. Yeah, this was a really rough weekend. And then I went to the doctors, and of course, they had no idea what the (laughs) issue was. And it was a waste of time and money. So I also don't really want to waste people's time and or money that you could be giving me for the show. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> on this, because we really do have a lot to talk about and we're going to switch things around. We're going to go to different topics, blah, 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 blah. It sounds like I'm rushing, but that's just because I want to get to all the fun. So, Dave, are you ready? I think based on what we talked about this weekend, maybe we start with new songs. I think we should. Let's do it. All right, everyone, it is new song time, and we begin tonight with Parkway Drive, The Void. The album Reverence comes out May 4 on Epitaph Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have the new one from Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. This is On Becoming Willing. Let's take a listen. Now we have Wrong, Zero Cool. The album Feel Great comes out April 13 on Relapse Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have the new one from Yashira. 
This is Wraith Embrace. The album Shrine comes out April 13 on Good Fight Music. Let's take a listen. Hooray! It's my favorite word of all time, Necrogoblicon. Necrogoblicon has a brand new single, Dressed as Goblins. The album Welcome to Bonkers comes out April 13. Let's take a listen. Now we have Dear Youth, Fair Warning on Anchor 84 Records. Let's take a listen. Now the new one from Tempting Fate. This is A Place Called Home. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Seven Dust, Dirty. The album All I See Is War comes out May 11 on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Dream On Dreamer, Let It In. The album It Comes, It Goes comes out May 25. Let's take a listen. Something that I can't admit 
And now the new one from Right Home. This is Overgrown. Let's take a listen. Now we have the new one from Under Oath. This is Rapture. The new album Erase Me comes out April 6th on Fearless Records. Let's take a listen. Now, Revival Recordings' latest signing. This is the home team, Fashion Forward. Enjoy. Now we have Call It Home, Deserter. This features Jaden Panesso of Siler. The album Better Days comes out April 10. Let's take a listen. Now we have The Fallen Prodigy, Repeat, featuring Will Ramos of Awaken Providence. The upcoming album, Relive, Regret, Repeat, comes out April 6th. Let's take a listen. And now the new one from Bless the Fall. This is Cutthroat. The album Hard Feelings comes out March 23rd on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. Be 
And we end tonight with friend of the show, Miss Fortune, with their return track, The Hype You Stole. They recently signed to We Are Triumphant, new album hopefully coming out later this year. Enjoy. Dave, we just heard a bunch of new songs. Now, maybe people know the one that we're really going to focus on, but why don't we talk about the positives up front? Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about some positive first. <laughs> um, the Misfortune song is incredible. Yes. Um, I feel like they're like, that's the sound I've been kind of waiting on since the last album or their only album. That's the sound you've been looking for? That's it. (laughs) Well, once again, uh... I think it's very interesting. Sorry to cut you off there. But the thing I think is very interesting was when Mikey Sawyer was talking about this track that he did everything himself for this one. I know. So it sounded the most like the old music. (laughs) It really did. I, I mean, look, I love every single they put out. I've loved everything that they've done with it. Everyone knows I am a huge fan of Misfortune. You are as well. They are a friend of the show. So to hear how well this track came out, I just can't get over how excited I am for more stuff. Yeah, I want an album similar to that all the way through. No, I am absolutely with you with that. So very, very good stuff right there. Friend of the show, of course. But we would be honest if we didn't like it. Oh, definitely. And this song, this is, I like this one more than the previous singles. Like really? I said. So, wow. Yeah, this song I, I've really been listening to a lot. Um, what's up with Revival Recordings always putting out good music, man? This uh, <laughs> band, uh, the Home the Team. The Home Team? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I really enjoyed it. Did you hear a little Panic at the Disco in there? A good version of Panic at the Disco. Oh, yeah. look at you. Someone's going to be getting good. hate mail. Yeah. no i really enjoyed it i don't know what's going on with revival i can't talk about it now but i do have a brand new ian hates conversations coming up yeah that is a lot different than anything i've ever done before and that's a big time tease i know but i think people are going to be really interested to hear it i think the issue is Revival is constantly adding new bands because they're losing bands. Yeah, I could see that. Trying to think of another recent band. Did remember that band? Uh, was it Megosh or Megosh? Megosh. Megosh. Yeah. Yep. Are are they still with them? No, no, they left. Okay. At the same time that the past the funeral portrait album yep. came out. Okay. They left right before that and went to Outer Loop, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yes, yes. So, so something's up. Yeah, they were sure. they were the first ones to leave, and then Famous Last Words left. And I know there are other bands who have left that have not made their announcements, and I'm not going to spoil that for them. So <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to know what's going on because obviously people know my love for revival. Yeah, there's no doubting that. You're gonna hear some things coming up though in that conversation that are going to be very interesting to hear. Looking forward to it. But that shouldn't take away anything from the home team because I am very no. excited to hear more from them. Yeah, no, the song was kind of hard to find on Apple Music. I, I couldn't find it for a while when you clicked on their, their band name. Mm-hmm. But if you type in the home team and scroll down a little bit, it's kind of just floating down there. So if uh, anyone had the same problem I did, that's where it's it, where it is. Just type in the home team, scroll down. It'll be like a single somewhere, but it's not mixed in with their music, which is huh. kind of a pain in the ass. It's easy on Spotify. Okay, good. So that's something. So this one's going to surprise you, Ian. Oh. Okay. Yep. This might tease a, a later conversation of ours, but I officially like a radio rock band. What? You I know, know which one it is. Dude, Seven Dust. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they are that good, but that man has some golden pipes. Oh, Lejean? Yeah. Yes. No fucking shit, man. Oh, my man. God. Let me tell you, it's it's tough when people don't know the back catalog of Seven Dust material. Yeah. You have to go back because, I'll be honest, I did lose track of Seven Dust. Now, I've seen them... Okay. A countless number of times live. They're always amazing. If you think, oh man, Lejean can't sing that way live, fuck you. He definitely <laughs> can and he yeah. does. But they did take a lot of different turns and they did change their style of music and some of it did become a little bit too radio rock for me. This song, Dirty, is actually dirty. It's such that a fucking so- good song. That chorus with that drumming, like just everything works so well in that track. And I do urge you, if you're not familiar with Old Seven Dust, go back and listen. I mean, even their changes, Seasons might be my favorite album from them. And that's like number four. How many albums do they have? Oh, it's probably like eight or nine. I liked a very early Seven Dust song, like from early 2000s man and i can't remember what it is and probably what like album bitch is. probably Dude, bitch so or black weird. or something like that like they have a lot of really great stuff so it's unfortunate like you know you lose track of bands sometimes but it does happen so i would encourage people if this is the way their music is going to be right now go back yeah listen to the old stuff and then also they are going out on tour right now too try and get on that if you can yeah, I like this one shocked me, man. I didn't expect it like a radio rock song in my life. Um, <laughs> no, but it's just it's well done. I mean, I, I did look up the album I enjoyed from them was the album called Next from 2005. Okay, that's even pretty late for them as well. Okay, so I need to do some digging. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I can send you a list for that. That's all right, not a problem. But yeah, that was really, really great. Also, I was a big fan of Dream On Dreamer, the Australian metalcore post-hardcore band. That's yeah. the kind of post-hardcore that I love. Okay. So I am really excited to see what else they have coming because I really enjoy that track. Yeah, that band has changed so much. No, they really have. But let me also mention as well, 
I'm not as big a fan of big lead-ups into tracks, and that does have yeah. one, but that's because of the music video. Yeah. You, know, you have to check out the video to know what we're talking about, but yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's the first track, you know, on that new album that they're going to have. Yeah. Any other big highlights you want to mention before we get to the real beef of this? <laughs> to be quite honest, I liked a lot of what I heard. Call It Home was great. Yep. Red jumpsuit apparatus sounded like old red jumpsuit yeah. apparatus, which was nice. You know, that's a little bit of a change of pace there. I don't know what Parkway Drive is doing. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I think they need to step out and do something different. I think that's what they're doing right now. So it is interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how far they go with it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's Me my too. favorite, but I'm interested in it. What I'd also like to mention as well, and I'm laughing because – Necrogoblicon is back (laughs) and for the first like two minutes of that song I think they just talk about how dress as a goblin is all they say (laughs) if I'm not mistaken but I love the rest of the track because I love weird shit that was weird the fallen prodigy that track I thought was really really good and for anyone that doesn't know that's a female fronted band yep really really well done I've been waiting a long time for an EP or a full length or something. So I'm really hoping that we get something good out of that. Has it been a while? It's been a while. Also, (laughs) look, I loved a lot of shit this week, so I'm just going to start naming shit off. Tempting Fate. You know, it's it's not the most original, but it definitely wasn't bad. That's for sure. And then now I do want to kind of hit this as well. Oh, boy. Bless the Fall. Yeah, it's uh I think because it lacks cleans that it, that's better than the previous um singles, I think. It's definitely the best single yet. But what yeah. I would like to mention, I know now, you know, by this time the album comes out tomorrow, you know, pretty much based on when this comes out. I have actually heard the entire album. Okay, and would you say we should look forward to this week? I think so. Oh, I think boy, they're okay. going to change your mind. I'm going to I'm going to spoil it a little bit here because I think, you know, maybe people want to pre-order, maybe they want to yeah. make sure that they've got this right when it comes out. They are not We Came as Romans. They are not <laughs> asking Alexandria. They definitely added in some electronics. Yeah. But when you hear the rest of the album, I think you're still going to really enjoy it if you like past bless the fall and i'm not saying his last walk because they haven't done that in forever yeah but if you like the last three albums there's no reason why you're not gonna like this album all right well it gives me something to look forward to i guess (laughs) i know you have been very staunch in your dislike so far i have not (laughs) been i was a little worried but i am here to say don't worry as much the new album is very good all righty all right I know we were a little disappointed seeing them live, all that kind of stuff, but that does not take away from the album itself. Okay, that's good. I so, mean, I'll put that out there, all right? Yep. All right. Well, now, I think we've covered everything, right? I almost. All right. Well, Dave, why don't you take this one away because this will be a little bit of a debate. For the first time in my life, I canceled a pre-order. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. I did not know you could do that. I am. <laughs> wow. Okay, go on. I feel like 
in a way, we're being kind of hacked into this radio rock bullshit that Under Oath just put out. <laughs> um, and they did this because they knew the previous song was better. They knew that song was better. They put it out first because they got people like like me to say, oh, shit, this is really good. Then the next song, Rapture, literally they dropped their pants and took a dump on that previous <laughs> song and said, look what you just pre-ordered, buddy. Oh, if only I could say, tell us how you really feel, but I'm oh not my God, a hack, man. So. so let down. So, Dave, you were the one who told me about this. I know they were yeah. premiering it on some other show, and then yeah, some... it showed up on Spotify, and I took a yeah. listen. Okay. And I did make a comment on Twitter without giving things away. I think okay. just as a backstory... I think people know because I put it everywhere when the announcement came out. I ordered the biggest merch bundle that was possible for this new album. (laughs) Now, here's where I totally agree with you. If they had come out with Rapture as that first track, we would not be talking like this whatsoever. Oh, no. Their merch sales would have been down. People would have been like, what the fuck is going on with Under Oath? That is not Under Oath. And now we also have to preface this for people because you've got the backlash on both sides. You've got the people that are saying this is not Under Oath. This is a completely weird version, stripped down, whatever, or even more processed in a way than Under Oath has ever been. Yeah, absolutely. No unclean vocals, a bunch of electronics. Just like you said, this is a perfect radio rock song. Absolutely. And I was trying to think of what band they sounded like, and I couldn't put my finger. It's almost of Mice and Men. I know, man. Right? It, it really is. Um, that's what I. That's the only thing I could think of the entire time. And like, this is of Mice and Men. This is Cold War ish, but I not go that, that bad. Far. Yeah, don't go that yeah. far. <laughs> let's not. Let's not go crazy on the show. But Maybe then, like restoring Forest, you know. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, more along those lines. But let me also mention the other group. You've got the other group, the White Knights. They're coming out and defending Under Oath because they're just happy that there's new music from them. Now, let me say I had a good conversation with someone on Twitter about that because my opinion always is, sure, obviously, I pre-ordered their biggest bundle. I am very excited that Under Oath has new music, but that does not mean... That you have to be blind to the I way know, or man. deaf to the way the song sounds. Like yeah, you don't have to be like if you heard that, Dave, just sorry. If you just yeah. heard that song out of nowhere and you had no idea who that was, would you say yep. that was under oath? Nope. I played it for my girlfriend or my fa- fiance oh, last night. My fiance. And, um yeah. So <laughs> I played it. I'm like, listen to this. And she's a die hard under oath fan, man. Like she she will take them in the use to her grave, I think. And I'm playing I'm playing it, and she's like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" I'm like, "You know what? If you can tell me, just take the wildest guess." And she had nothing. Like she thought this was funny, and I'm like, "This is under oath." <laughs> oh, her face. You were talking to your fiance. You were like, "I will definitely have sex with you tonight if you can guess what this <laughs> band is." And she didn't get it. And you were like, "Sorry." That's nope. just the way things go. Nope, not happening. <laughs> oh, man. And, and like, if, if Dance Gavin Dance, their new album's coming out soon, if they were to put out 
a roach of a song. I'm not I'm not gonna be afraid to come on here with you and tell you, hey, that's not a good song. And then just I mean, I can admit that. Some exactly. people can't. No, that is where you and I are very similar because no matter how much I love a band, if they put out a song that it's not about them being different. Like we've already gone over that a million fucking times on the show. Yep. I am okay when bands change their sound as long as they change it to a good one. That song yeah. had the ability to be good. And it I've did. been I've been burying the lead here, burying the lead here. <laughs> but I don't think it was good. I don't think it was done well. And I think you're absolutely right. It's almost like they manipulated us a little bit by putting that out as a second track. It's it's very yeah. similar to what Asking Alexandria did. Spot on. Like it's you know, I wanna I wanna know Spencer and, and Aaron are both in the band. You know, right? Yeah, it was harder to tell that, right? You can't even tell who's who because it's so fake, man. Like it's just processed, and like it's not what I want. Like I, I can't even explain how let down I was when I heard. That. I mean, I texted you. You know, yeah, I do know, and I think what I want to put out there is people should not be afraid to say their opinion on music. I mean, that's yeah. one of the reasons why this show exists is so that we can say our opinion on music and really push things that we like. But we're also going to be talking about things that we don't like when they come from bands that we do. Like, you know what I yep. mean? <laughs> and yep. that was a shock. I had to listen to that multiple times to be like, wait, was this just a joke? Yep. <laughs> and unfortunately it wasn't because that will be a track I will never listen to again. No, not a chance, man. I, I'm, I'm pissed. I, I guess I'll seal the deal in the next single. I think maybe there'll be one more. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe not even. It, you know, I, I I haven't canceled it yet, but I, I really <laughs> want to. Oh, you I lied really to us. Oh. No, I really do want to, Um, especially if they put out a third one and it sounds like this. I just, I'll keep my money. It'll be tough. It really will. And yeah, I hope people understand that. You can, you can dislike what a band does if they don't do it well. That could have yeah. been done well. I don't think it was. No, and I mean, this is their first album and how long, and people have been chanting it for it for so long now. And sometimes I think it's better for bands to, you know, leave on that note. You know, um, people often forget they hated fucking Danger Days by My Chemical Romance, but they're still chanting for a, a uh, reunion. But I, I, I by the way, I fucking love like that it. album. Uh, people, g the general public Just dislikes say. that. They forget about that album. That's true. Uh, no, that that is very true. It is. Yeah. Well, look, I think we leave it there. I think we yep. had plenty of good tracks to listen to and maybe only a couple that were iffy at best. But in general, there's a lot of really fucking great music to listen to, to look forward to. I'm yep. still looking forward to New Under Oath. We only have, what, two weeks? Yeah, not long. It's not long at all. I mean, that's, that's fucking WrestleMania weekend for me. So <laughs> I'm very excited. But on that note, how about we switch it up even further? And oh I say, let's go to some hate mail. Oh, boy. Mail, motherfucker. Dave, 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 it is hate mail time. We got this great question from Hater Chris. If anyone else wants to go ahead and write in a question, it's very easy to get in touch with us. Dave of Doom on Instagram. Ian Hates Podcast. No S. Ian Hates Podcast. No S on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, 
facebook.com slash ianhates. And then, of course, ianhates at gmail.com. I still have not been asked what my favorite color is, but that is okay. <laughs> still keeping it to myself. Completely fine. No one's asked me what my favorite cookie flavor is. No one's asked any Ooh. of that. No one's asked me out on a date. <laughs> you could easily do that in hate mail, and yet you're not, but that is okay. I will keep all of that close to the vest until we come to it. Until then, we have a great question from Hater Chris. He asks us, what are our top five cover songs? And I know you really enjoyed this question. I can only imagine how many you had to go through. Yeah, I kind of cheated. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, why don't you start out? Okay. Um, my favorites would be Some Nights by Like Moss to Flames. Mm-hmm. Dance Gavin Dance just did uh, uh, what's it called? What I Like by fucking whoever Bruno Mars guy is. Dude, Grammy um, Award winner, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, Our Last Night and the song Clarity. Mm-hmm. And this one's kind of a tricky one, but uh, Tyler Carter once did a cover of an Adele song, Someone Like You. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And there's a this one's pretty, uh, you have to dig through the internet a little bit, but there's a band called Arise, and the song's called Kiss Me Through the Phone. You named one I've never heard. Oh, really? I not only don't know that band, I also don't know the song they were covering. Oh, man. I'll, I'll send it to you. All in all, though, good list. I would have switched around because I actually don't have any R last night on my list, okay. which is a little surprising. And, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm kind of surprised by that. But I would have put personally, I would have put Dark Horse. Oh yep, because that Another one's good one. fucking great, really great. But I mean, the one you chose is great too. R last night are so damn good at covers, but I think they're so good we actually take it for granted sometimes. Yep, I think so too. So for me, I did old school cover songs, <laughs> and then I did the new ones, and then I did honorable mention because I okay. couldn't. I had to keep going. <laughs> I I couldn't help it. I fucking love it too much. So original old school covers. I have Marilyn Manson with "Sweet Dreams," Limp Biscuit with "Faith," Metallica "Turn the Page," Jeff Buckley with "Hallelujah," and Throwdown with "Baby Got Back." <laughs> I figure those were done when you really had to search the internet for oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, obviously people knew Turn the Page by Metallica just from the radio, but on everything else you really had to search around. And really, Sweet Dreams is what put Marilyn Manson on the map. Yeah. No Alien Ant Farm, huh? I thought about some smooth criminal yep. action. I really did. But once again, I try not to glorify pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. And that's not Alien Ant Farm. By the way, not Alien Ant Farm. That's the other guy. Fight me on it because it's true. <laughs> so now for the real list here. I've got My Chemical Romance, Desolation Row, The Devil Wears Prada, Still Fly. Oh, yeah. Sparks the Rescue, Need You Now. Now, the reason why that one's on there, because that one might seem like more of a surprise. After hearing that, I literally got back together with an ex. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it actually has like personal meaning okay. to me. Then we have Woe Is Me, Hot and Cold, and then Friends of the Show, Cole Rowland and Lauren Babick with Every Time We Touch. Yep. Solid lineup. And then I have Honorable Mention, Friend of the Show, Johnny Frank and the March Ahead, To You, 
Yep. And American Avenue featuring Joey Varela of Varsity, Make War. Yep. I was going to say, I was waiting for that one. They're just, those two tracks are so new. Yeah. That yeah, they're them burned you know, for a while. Yeah. They're new on the rotation. So you got to give them a little bit. These other ones I've been listening to for fucking years. Yep. <laughs> but I think that gives people a really good start with that. And I know I kind of cheated, but I can't help it. Also, it's my fucking show. And if I want to talk about more cover stuff, yeah, I will fucking cheat if I need to. And really, like, check out Our Last Night. Check out Cole Roland and Lauren Babbick. Check out Crazy 88. These are people that are really making great covers. I mean, go back to the first probably five Punkos Pops. Yeah. Not to mention. Yeah, first five, yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, if you just go on YouTube and you're looking for new post-hardcore screamo post-hardcore screamo metalcore bands look up a shitty pop song and just put in like metal cover and sometimes you'll find new bands i mean look neither of us had on the list because it's a kind of cliche and placated but i prevail got to where they are because that cover even though the our last night one is better way better yeah, yeah i prevail had good marketing exactly so for a while and i don't think it's the case anymore but probably for a good two, three-year stretch, if you went online and found, like, this was a way that bands got famous by doing yeah, these covers. Yeah, I mean, The Animal and Me basically yep. made themselves from that as well. So there are plenty, plenty of bands that you can see this happen with. Those are just our favorites for right now. For right now. I'm sure it'll change. Oh, yeah. Uh, within a year. <laughs> we'll get them, I mean, consistently. They show up. Yeah. So, Chris... Thank you very much for that question. That was a lot of fun. If anyone else has anything similar, or like I said, it can be kind of off book, whatever, you can get in touch with us the same way we said before, and we'll definitely hit it at the very end of the show as well. So you know what, Dave? I think now we can backtrack a little bit and do the show we normally would and start with a little bit or middle with a little bit of scene news. Let's go. Scene news time, and we begin with a really quick note. It turns out that they're going to be doing a four-part, I guess, mini-series or doc series for Warp Tour. I mean, it makes sense. They're going to chronicle some of the end of this year. It seems like they're going to be putting together footage from all 24 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I, at least that's what it seems to be. It's not just on the final year, I don't think. Okay, yeah, I was going to question that. I was wondering if it would be just this this summer or not. So either way, I, I'm kind of interested in seeing it. I'm honestly surprised with how big Doc series are right now that they haven't done something like this. I know. I feel like they should have one for every year almost. Yeah, maybe they just didn't have the advertising ability before, the marketability yeah. for it, possibly. Now it is way more popular to do things like this, so that kind of makes sense. That's what I'm saying. I bet you they go through years and years of footage to find whatever band they're talking to and they'll you know talk about that like that is interesting the bands that they noted though when they talked about i don't really care about that much besides maybe blink 22 they talked about like talking to no doubt like i don't fucking care what no doubt has to say plus (laughs) Katy perry they're (laughs) they're just naming 
big name people that they want to flash, you know, in front of going, oh, this is who we're talking about. Same with like Taking Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday is one of the worst bands you can possibly see live. Who would yeah. care what they really have to say about Warp Tour besides <laughs> that they did do it back in the day. And I'm sure yeah. that was fun for him to swing around the mic and pretend to sing. <laughs> you know, everyone has fun with that. Yeah, everyone. So, yeah, just a quick thing. When you're at Warp Tour, you're probably going to be filmed the same way you're probably filmed every single year. Yeah. There you go. Now we get to the hard-hitting journalism. Johnny Craig <laughs> of Slaves was arrested in Arizona, what was it, a few days ago, whatever. It was yeah. during a show. But once again, all the clickbait titles are out there. It was very quick. He was let go pretty much right away. Yeah. And... There are, once again, and this is why I hate, I'm going to say allegedly, because once again, you can't trust things that are on Twitter and you can't really trust any of the stories coming out. A lot of people that were there are blaming the venue itself. Other yeah, people are. are blaming, you know, slaves. The conflicting stories we have here is that one was that Johnny wanted to do an encore and yep. the place said, nope. And cut the mics. So he started throwing mics. Because, I mean, I can sort of understand that. You know, if a venue's yeah. like, fuck you, you're not playing and you were supposed to play, then yeah, maybe you throw a mic down. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm he not... said he's done it numerous occasions, too. Through mic downs? Through mic downs? Yeah. Through, they... wait, through <laughs> mics down. There we go. <laughs> through mic down? Yeah, man. He, he said he's like they do it frequently and they just pay for a new mic. Yeah. They're not that expensive. Not those mics, no. anyways. Yeah. No. So, I mean, yeah, it's probably not the best behavior, but compared to what Johnny has been known to do, <laughs> yeah, not really the biggest deal. Now, Slaves came out, though, with a statement, and I did not hear from the other band, but Slaves came out with a statement saying that it was one of the other bands on the show, one that will remain nameless on okay. this show. <laughs> Because there is a literal hatred I have for them that I will not mention them ever on this show. No. There's a difference between making fun of water parks in Austin because they're all over the place. There's another to giving anything to this one band. Yeah, and Ian even mentions I set my friends on fire. So <laughs> this brand he, he puts below them. So the perspective, guys. I still feel sorry for people that go out and buy tickets for their shows right now. Yeah. I really do. Like, I don't get it. They are one of the worst bands live ever, ever. And they somehow the worst bands of all time, but they're so Well, that's popular. also true. That is, it's so weird, man. It's so weird. And then I wonder why doesn't anyone question where that music is? <laughs> when did Tragic Hero make that announcement? Oh my god, I don't know, man. It was so long ago, and yet no new singles, no new album. I was pretty sure there were supposed to be two new albums in 2017 or 2016. One of the two. <laughs> yet we have nothing. And I'm not saying I want it. What a bunch of fucking scam artists, allegedly. Oh my god, yeah. This band that goes nameless, this yes. nameless band, did you hear they were drew, uh, drawing uh, penises on the wall of the venue? I did hear... That that is why security was, you know, like messing with them. And that's why the show was cut off. And yeah, I, I did hear that that band was the reason yeah. for the issues. 
Like, how do you argue about that? No, let me in. I'm drawing one last dick. Let me in. <laughs> well, for that band, I'm not really surprised. I mean, I can no. barely call them a band. They don't use instruments. They're, oh, talentless hacks. <laughs> talentless hacks. And uh, by the way, uh, Slave's post went, it kind of, they kind of like acknowledged that as well. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they really did. And that's why I thought Slave's was kind of funny. Because they totally threw them under the bus. Like, talk about narking on somebody. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, Dayshell and Slaves con- con- they always mention about each other, like, through social media. Like, hey, on tour, we do, like, a live video of their, their set right. for everyone to see. <laughs> Nothing for the other band. <laughs> no. And I don't know how that band is popular ever. I've seen them live. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. And I know I've had a privileged life if I'm saying that, but holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> and yeah, it's not Dayshell, obviously. <sighs> but yeah, Johnny's out. Everything's fine. I think this was pretty tame for something yeah, that Johnny's Yeah, this is the first time I sided with Johnny. <laughs> I, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I do kind of feel sorry for the people because if they were playing new songs, that album's so fucking good, I want to hear, I want to hear a goddamn encore. Yeah. Fuck that band and fuck that venue. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Until next time. Yep. I literally didn't go to that show because of that band. <laughs> it would be a serious toss-up if My Chemical Romance came back and did a reunion tour yeah. and that band opened for them. I'm not sure I could do it. <laughs> that mu- Would you put them... I don't know. I haven't heard you talk about a band that's passion with as much passion. Well, like, a band I hated with that hated. much passion. I mean... At least they're not on every AP cover and shit like Austin is. Yeah. But well, I'll I mean, say that water parks are more talented than they are. I can yeah. say that. I might hate their dumb faces in water parks, but this band I won't even acknowledge on the show. No. So there. I, mean, I don't think you've done that yet. No, no. And sometimes people comment like, oh, Ian, stop giving water parks all the acknowledgement stuff. Well, they're getting it everywhere. So it's not like this is changing anything by me mentioning them. But we always have some band in the barrel. Yeah. There's always a list. If you go back to the beginning of the show, for years now, we've always rotated through bands that we think are talentless. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Whether they put out a really bad album and you make fun of it for a while, whether they do something really shitty to their fans, whether their music just fucking blows. That's what we do. (laughs) So, you know, it's par for the course. We just ruined any fan. If they had one. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think they have a super big ton of them. Wow, man. I, I, I didn't know they, that band even really existed anymore, but. Yeah, I, I didn't was either. surprised. Until AP starts sucking their dick again. Won't be long. No, no, they already are. Oh, boy. Yeah, because I did research because of the story, I found out they have like a new single out and bullshit. And yeah. Uh, yep. Well, it's all over AP. Anyway, here's a quick one. Atreyu seem to be working on a new album, though, once again, it's nothing they've confirmed. Apparently, M. Shadows from Event Sevenfold was doing like a Reddit AMA or whatever the fuck, and he mentioned that he's already listened to the album and it's awesome. So, Oh, boy. So knows? he might have leaked some shit. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I mean, their last album was okay. It was okay. I yeah. would prefer the older stuff. Because I think a lot of their newer stuff is very radio rock. But I think they were on a better track with the last album. 
Yeah, it got better. Yeah, and they're good live. So there you go. So apparently Blink-182 is doing a residency at the Palms in Las Vegas. Now, I thought originally in order to be a residency, you had to do like a certain amount in a row. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering what the big deal was about this, and people were going fucking crazy for it. Well, I don't think any band from our scene has ever done anything like this. Okay. Because I'm yeah. not sure like how much you know about Vegas. I've been there many a time. In Vegas, you know, Mariah Carey has a residency. Britney Spears has a residency. Like they play these huge casinos for months and months or even a year, I think. And they play like oh, wow. one or two shows a night. It's something <sighs> ridiculous like that. But you know, you get to stay there for, you know, obviously they treat you like royalty. You get paid a lot of money. So this is kind of a big deal in that sense. Like I think if I was down in Vegas and Blink-182 were playing, especially some weird show where they'd have, like, obviously tons and tons of money for production and skits yeah. and all that kind of bullshit, I think that would be interesting to see in Vegas. The only thing that's kind of weird is they're doing multiple dates in May, June, October, and November. I just didn't know that was a residency. It must mean something like if you play the same place a certain amount of times in a year. Yeah. Or maybe they keep your set ready for, I don't know, whatever it is. So if you happen to be in Vegas during that time, you can probably go see Blink-22. Unfortunately, I would imagine the tickets will probably be on a similar level to if you were going to see Britney Spears and Mariah Carey or whatever the fuck. And that's unfortunate. That is. But I understand production costs. I understand all that stuff. Plus, AP says they'll definitely be there. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, super cool, right? No, totally. I, I, I'm going to go for AP. That's all I go for. <laughs> all right. So, we are going to end today with a little bit of a debate. So we're not going to say the name of this band. You can easily go ahead and look it up. At the time of this recording, nothing has been confirmed. The band has not mentioned anything. So I am not, even though I don't consider myself a journalist, we are still not going to throw this band under the bus. Well, you know, you know if you do podcasting, you're a journalist. And if you're a journalist, you can do podcasting. Apparently, if you're anything... You can do podcasting and quote unquote be good at it. So, <laughs> we're not going to name the band. If you're close to the scene, obviously you can look this up. I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard to find the things. But it came out today. A Tumblr account was made. Apparently, that's the new way of outing bands. And I'm not even going to give any hints to what band this is. But it was a girl who said at the beginning, that she was of age when this began. She has a very lengthy post about what happened to her from her point of view, and then she has a lot, a lot of very select text messages. Ah, uh, the dagger. And the name there, you may or may not recognize, so I cannot confirm that they are actually from that person. I don't know if she can or not. I mean, that's something the band will have to decide whether they're going to talk about it or not, or if this is all false, which it possibly could be. It could be. But basically, this story entails this, I'm going to say woman now, I think. I mean, once you turn 18, yeah. I think you're a woman. 
Yeah. I think the law says you're a woman, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so she goes through the account of, I think she didn't meet the person in person. She met them on like a band Skype. Okay. And he had made some kind of offhanded comment about how attractive she was. And then they ended up sharing information. And then now you've got these private text messages back and forth. Yeah, nothing nothing illegal here so far at no, all. No, absolutely not. So he ends up getting relatively sexual when they start talking sex. Now, I would say most likely from the text that you see, he's the one that brings it up. Yeah. Still not illegal. Not illegal. At one point, she mentions at that time, and I don't know about now, but at that time, this is 2017 or 2016 going into 2017. So this is fairly recent. She talks about how she's a virgin. Yeah. You know, and he says, you know, nice things about like, oh, you know, sex isn't important unless you love blah, blah, all that bullshit. Most of these text messages, even though a lot are explicit, are not anything different than quote unquote normal sexting. And that all depends on the person, of course. Yeah, definitely. Now, she mentions the word manipulate a lot because he would send her graphic things, even though they're not shown. And yeah. she says that she sent him a video of her like walking around in her underwear, even though she felt uncomfortable with it. That's just awkward. Yeah. Yeah, that does seem very awkward. Now, what I would like to say, because I am certainly not victim blaming and I am certainly not on the side of this band. I'm looking at it from a complete outsider's point of view here. It's very hard to tell who is naive in the world and who has real world experience. I was going to say, yeah, definitely. Now we can go <laughs> back. Yeah, we can go back to the many conversations we've had on this, you know, this whole topic of, you know, not sexual assault, but sexual misconduct. Yeah. And how we talk about how the laws are in place because people that young are dumb. Yeah. At this point, Ian, I think we can talk about this topic with confidence, huh? Oh, you know, oh. it's not a brand new conversation. Oh, no. It's not. Oh, what a bit this is. I know. What other yeah. band? Hey, maybe we shouldn't a... pierce the <laughs> veil here. <laughs> Before this moose gets bloody. On that note, well, what a segue, by the way. <laughs> when I guess he started this conversation, when he, I guess, asked her what her age was, and she yeah. said like 19 or something, he said, I don't want this to be a moose blood situation <laughs> with a bunch of laughing. And that is fucking funny. Yeah. That is. You can't deny that. This guy's got a sense of humor. Yep. But technically, he didn't do anything wrong at this point of the story. Yeah. It's not like he showed up on her front porch step. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, it's bad we can oh. make so many <laughs> and also i would hope that no one would commit suicide silence over something like this no i hope not i wanted to originally say i hope no one keeps quiet about their suicide <laughs> but i didn't know people would get that so yeah <laughs> suicide silence look it up uh, <laughs> So at this point of the story, she's saying she's uncomfortable, but she's not telling him that. Yeah. And now this is where I always have an issue. But you have to remember that she's very young at this yeah. time. And I don't know. And I think I've mentioned this before. 
if I was talking to a band like Kitty or Veruca Salt when I was younger, and if they were telling me all these really cool stuff about sex, would I be like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this? Like, I yeah. would probably be all in. Oh, like oh, literally yeah. and figuratively. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Everyone is different. And, you know, as much as everyone wants to say that every gender is the same, there are a lot of differences when it comes to using your quote unquote power over somebody. Yeah. And from the sound of it, she's not very, I don't know how to put this, maybe experienced in the male interaction category. And it seems like that. And yeah. that, in a way, also can be that person taking advantage of her as well because yeah. the innocent factor. Yeah. All that stuff can be. And that's why, you know, we're trying to look at this from an outsider's point of view. You know, we don't have a female here talking about it. Now, we may in the future, you know, depending on, you know, where this story goes, it'd be interesting yeah. to hear a female's point of view. But right now, we're just going by what I've read and what we know about the situation. So, to get it kind of back on track, at some point, they meet up for Slam Dunk Fest. Yep. And then I guess during the first day, things are kind of cool. It seems like, you know, they're texting back and forth. They get together. They take a picture together. Like, it's like, hey, I get a hotel room, like all this kind of shit. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Nothing goes down. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, at least from what at least from yeah. what she says, nothing yeah. goes and down. And I think she would have definitely thrown all that on, on, out in the open. So You would think. You would think. Yeah. Then the second day, apparently he's aloof and doesn't want to tie. It's almost like they had sex. Yep. But um, <laughs> it turns out that he has or had a girlfriend. Now, they don't talk about or the text, at least from what I saw anyways, there was no text there saying like, hey, you know, I, it seems like you have a girlfriend maybe because she seems so naive that I don't think she would bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple texts from him later on saying, I want to apologize to you. <clears throat> I want to apologize to you. I manipulated you. I have a girlfriend. I'm trying to take this summer to be better. I don't know if people can hear the sirens there. Hopefully they're not going after that guy yet. <laughs> I think he's in a different country. So he, it seems, that unprovoked also took the time to apologize to her as well and did come out and say he manipulated her. And maybe that was something he was trying to test out his power. Yeah. To see how influential he could be, possibly. Maybe. Well, I this don't is know, man. this is where my issue comes in though. Yeah. He did have a girlfriend. And yeah. not saying that, you know, I, I yeah, I started with a different train of thought. I know they didn't have sex, at least from what they say, at least from what she says. But if you're sending graphic things to another girl and you're in a relationship and it's been established when he says that was my girlfriend that whole time, that establishes yeah. her as his girlfriend. So that is cheating. Definitely. And that happens every day. <laughs> and that's not a good thing, though. No, it's I'm not, not saying it's a good I thing because I think that's really fucking shitty. Oh, yeah. It's super shitty, but it's nothing to in someone's band or in someone's career. I mean, that's. This is a very common thing. I mean, I'm sure everyone's been cheated on or possibly cheated on someone. What bands have to realize is that there's and I'm not saying, hey, get better about, you know, getting rid of your evidence and shit. Yeah. But you have to know that this stuff is out there and yeah. they can use it at any point. This isn't like the movie Rockstar 
It's no. not like the old <laughs> days when Ozzy tells you about how many girls he fucked. That is not how rock and roll is anymore. It's just not no. that way. It's not booze and coke parties and you know different girls every night. That's not what bands get away with anymore. That was the dream when you were younger because also yeah. the girls at least some of them anyways, that's the life they wanted. They wanted yeah. to, you know, you know be with those rock stars and do those things. That's really not how it is anymore. So bands kind of need to get that out of their head. Yeah. It just definitely. doesn't yeah, it just doesn't really work that way. So my whole thing is I don't think this should I don't think this should ruin a band, though there are a lot of people, there's a big backlash about this. And you'll probably maybe it'll go away. It's completely yeah. possible. But the way I look at it is I don't think it should ruin the band. It makes me look at them in a different light. That's yeah, for a sure. Bit. And maybe okay, I won't yeah. want to promote them as much because they did something or one person in the band did something pretty shitty to someone and really, you know, hurt someone's feelings, which sucks. Yeah. But also that is fucking life. That's life, you know. I mean, you're 19, you're you're allowed to fucking vote. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to vote. You're allowed to walk out of school. Yep. You can do a lot of things. Getting your heart broken and getting your feelings hurt, unfortunately, are part of that. You know, no one has a right not to have their feelings hurt. It's just yeah. the way it is. And it sounds like this could be maybe her first time experiencing something like, you know, like heartbreak, you know? Right. And as one of those bands said that probably got laid all the time and did coke and you know, had as many hookers and whores as they wanted. Love hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's tough because obviously no one wants to be in a situation like that. Now, speaking from experience, I can't fall in love with someone or get my feelings hurt by texting someone that I haven't known in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and I know sometimes, and you know, women might get mad at me saying it, but a lot of times that is something that women have been known to do. Yeah, it's more that kind of connection, you know, that yeah. intellectual connection more than the physical. Yeah, thankful, thankfully for all these, the technology we have today, it's going to be just a common thing people are just used to anymore. Yeah, it's not saying it's a good thing. It's just something that yeah. happens. And, you know, to tell a personal story and Ian hates love story. And I think I've, I've at least mentioned it briefly before. I was going out with a girl off and on for a couple years actually somewhere around there before we legitimately got together. Yeah. And at one point, you know, to bring up Vegas from before I was in Vegas and she was dating some other guy at the time. And she texted me and the text said, I just had sex with my boyfriend and I was thinking about you the entire time. Ugh. Right. Ugh. That is a text solely made to manipulate. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's fucked up. But that shit happens and you yep. get over it and you spend a lot of money at the strip club and, you know, whatever shit happens. <laughs> People go through that, whether they're a band or in a you know real life, whatever. You kind of just take that shit. I mean, I can't ruin that girl's career with texts like that. Yeah, there's no way. It's just yeah, it just doesn't work that way. So I am glad that people are being open with the things like I. I'm not saying she shouldn't have shared the story. I'm not sure of the complete backlash that needs to be done. Sure, you can think about the band a different way and say, hey, I'm not going to support them anymore. I want people to understand 
He didn't date anyone underage. He's not a pedophile. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't sexually assault anybody. He didn't murder anybody. There are just so many things that are so much worse that have been worse in the scene than hurting someone's feelings. And let's be honest, that's what it is. I mean, yeah. this wasn't feelings even... Hurt, yeah. You think of that Aziz and Sari situation, which we didn't go yeah. into full detail about because it's kind of been swept under the rug now. That was a bad date. This isn't even close to that level. No, <laughs> not even close. So I just want people to put things in perspective. And I, I'm completely happy hearing from anyone. You know, we can debate this. We can have an open discussion. I just want people to put things in perspective. Was it very shitty what he did? Yes. Could it have been much worse? Fuck yes. Way, 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 way worse. Way worse. So she learns a lesson to not be maybe as open with her feelings. And maybe also this people. And once again, this isn't victim blaming. It's just being smart. Ask direct questions. Yep. If you think something weird is happening, ask that person, like from her perspective, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. Go, <laughs> hey, I'm a virgin. This is the first time I've really been to if she if she was open enough to say that in the first place, then why can't the conversation also be like, hey, when you send me a picture like that, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, just I think it's just a comp. I think everyone should just ask what the other's intentions are. I mean, you know, I think that would just solve everything. Sure. And obviously, there's a little bit of her liking him. You can see in the text messages as well. Like this wasn't him chasing after someone that wanted nothing to do with him. She liked whatever part of him she liked. But yeah. also, you got to know, sometimes you got to ask that stuff. You got to be honest with the person. If you're yeah. really going to be honest, like, say you're uncomfortable. Say you don't like this. People have been too quiet with that stuff. People need to know. Guys especially sometimes need to know because there's a lot of background. This is an Ian hates love conversation all over the place. So we're not even going to get you know <laughs> too into this. But people need to know what's crossing the line and what isn't because every person is different. Yeah. So we're not Everyone, saying the crazy yeah. stuff. We're not talking about like fucking rape and shit. No. But like when you're sexting or, you know, like that, like obviously sending a dick pic right away is probably a bad idea. Yeah, generally, if if you're sexting before you ever met, that's probably not the person you're going to be with for a very long time, or or even date ever. So just just don't do that. This is an AOL chat room type shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, like <laughs> in general, kind of pump the brakes on it, maybe. Yep. But hey, maybe we'll talk about this more if the story gets confirmed. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe Kelly will have a take on this, and we can talk oh, back boy. and forth with her. But yeah, I don't know. I think we can leave it there, right? Yeah, that'll be good. All right, then. We are done with scene news. We've done a lot of random stuff today, but guess what? It's time for our favorite part of the show. All right, everyone, that song can mean only one thing. 
time to make love. Oh, wait. Maybe that was a bad idea after that last story. It is album <laughs> review time. Album <laughs> review time. Whew. Dave, we did not do Stone Temple Pilots. No, we did not. There's no real reason. All right. No. <laughs> there you go. Remember the Monsters apparently didn't put out an album? I have no idea. I couldn't find it anywhere. Nope. Me neither. So that one's done. Done. <laughs> then we have the band Sanctioned, the infringement of God's Plan EP. They just recently signed to Pure Noise Records. Now, this is a very quick metalcore, hardcore band. Too many interludes and whatnot. Very, very heavy, only unclean vocals. It's that type of heavy metalcore that you expect to be in a shitty horror movie like The Strangers. The Strangers 2? Whichever. They're both shitty. Yeah. But then, <laughs> I'm not saying the band is shitty, but this goes back to our joke about how like people that don't know our music think that yeah. everything sounds like this and that if you were to put it on while they were over at your house, like let's say I had a nice female friend over yeah. to my apartment and this came on, she would probably think I was going to murder her. Yes, probably. And sometimes that would be true, but not all the time. <laughs> But um, sh so anyways, if you like really heavy metalcore, that would be a good band for you. Dave, what's the next one? The next one is a band called The Same As Always. Um, it's kind of like a pop punk. Um, it's it's a very different sound. I guess it'd be a little different for your weekly listen. Um, they're labeled just punk, but I would I would definitely put them in like a pop punk realm. Uh, maybe a little bit aggressive at times, but. Yeah, I really enjoy this. Uh, this is an EP, five songs. They're, I think they're just starting out. This is their first release ever. So maybe latch on to this band, see where it takes you. Um, I know a lot of bands put out an EP, and then in six months we have a full length that we love. So we'll keep them out on the lookout. So There you go. Then we've got an Australian band called the Elk Collective with Big Trouble EP, and this is an independent release. This is melodic, post-hardcore, hardcore, metalcore. It's their debut EP, Yelling Unclean Vocals. What I want to say about this is it really kicked in in the second half for me. Yeah. I gained more appreciation for the second half, I will say. It was a little iffy to start, but once again, they really came into their own. But there's not as much to talk about because it is a shorter EP. So we just wanted to bring it to people's attention that you can listen to this. Because I really did enjoy from, I think it was like white and green somewhere green. around there. Yeah, like on. I thought they really had their shit together. And that's the kind of sound that I hope that I hear from them in the future. Yeah. And do you know where this band's out of by chance? Australia. Okay. An Australian band. I was going to say their uh, song titles are always... Uh... Pretty unique. Muscle up buttercup. <laughs> Mosh pit on the on your toenails. <laughs> Sounds exactly like Australian. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but now let's get to some expanded coverage, our normal coverage of albums. And let's start with Casey, Where I Go When I Am Sleeping on Rise Records. This is a melodic, hardcore, alternative, post-hardcore screamo band from the UK. It's a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff yeah. there. It's their sophomore album. This is the follow-up to Love Is Not Enough that came out in 2016. 12 tracks. Two of them are interludes. 
and one of them is an instrumental. Yep. So let's obviously let's get that out of the way. But with the tone and the story that they're telling with this album, they make sense in what they're there for. Yeah, and I would definitely say this this band could fit in so well with uh, that EP that Split EP we reviewed a couple weeks back with yeah. uh, Holding Absence and Loathe. Yes, right. It would fit in so well. Yeah, I mean, it's along the same vein of the melodic hardcore-ish type thing. Yeah. But there's a lot more to this story. Yeah. And I mean, there's it was very... It's an album, yeah. Yeah, and it was very interesting, too, because I was relatively unfamiliar with this band. So yeah, when same as I. Yeah. So when I heard this very first track making weight, I was like, that's a really interesting way to start the album because it's all clean vocals, makes you feel like it's a completely different band. And then like the extended end to the track makes it seem like that should actually be the ending track. And yeah. not the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was weird. They were setting a strange tone, like be on your toes. Yeah. it. We've had a couple like this recently where one track is completely di- different than the rest. Um, I know by track three, it's almost like a hardcore band. Yeah, you go right into wavering after yep. that. And you're, bam, hit right in the face with yeah. unclean vocals that you're not expecting. <laughs> and then it's a balance. And, you know... You go through the album, there's a balance of it, but sometimes it kind of it leans on cleans more because there are tracks that are just clean vocals like Needlework, for example. Yeah. But what I found very interesting about this is their lead vocalist that does, you know, the screamo type uncleans and, you know, there's also the hardcore in there as well. He does the cleans as well. He's got a great range. He's got a great range. This album is talking about personal medical issues that mm-hmm. he's had not only in his life, but what he still struggles with from time to time as well. So you hear it in the lyrics. You hear the story that he's trying to tell. Definitely. And I think this band has potential to be huge, man. I really do. Uh, I feel like this, this album is going to be a gem. They're eventually going to look back on as like, you know, like a silent planner or something like that. Like people, right didn't really recognize that first album as much as they probably should have, and now they're picking up on it. I can say I did see a lot of artists actually yeah. share this. This seems to be like a musician's musician. Yep. And yeah, I was blown away by this. I really enjoyed it. I think obviously you have to be in the mood. Like You're not going to put this on when you're having a party. No. <laughs> but if you're really trying to have like some introspection, yeah, or, if you, you put know, some headphones on or, or you're by yourself on a long drive, this is definitely a go-to. Yeah, you want to feel something because I think yeah. that's one of the big things about their vocalists as well. And they're actually good at doing this with the instruments, but there's so much like the emotion and the passion is palpable. Yeah, the I mean, if you look at the song titles, you got a kind of a good idea of what you're getting into, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, it's going to be a deep album. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed... The track Phosphines, which we had talked yep. about on the show before, I really love the line. The irony I face is that whenever I try to medicate my aches, it kills the only part of me that makes me want to stay. Yeah. I thought that was uh, so well written. 
Yo, definitely. I think this album just like well, just perfected in the, with writing. Right. And you can pick out lines like that throughout. That's how oh, yeah. good it is. So yeah, if you're looking for an emotional listen, if you're looking for something to really hit you hard, and not yeah. only with unclean vocals, but also with everything else that's going along with it, this is a really, like, I hold back from saying masterpiece, but I can fully imagine going back to it at some point and maybe having that right feeling, it would be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if you can relate to this album, you know? Right. Like, this album would be, uh, I would give this band all my money for to make more <laughs> music, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly sick, but I am not going through what this guy is going through. No. It's a really, really great listen. I think people, it's passionate, it's dynamic. You got to take a listen to this. So, Dave, what track would you recommend? Um, we mentioned it earlier. Let's give them track two, Wavering. You got it. So once again, that's Casey, Where I Go When I Am Sleeping on Rise Records. And you know, whenever I say that, I want to say Where I Go When I'm Sleeping. Yeah. Never Yeah. <laughs> I am. I don't know. Anyways, I'm... Where I Go When I Am Sleeping. Next up, and we really were continuing this trend of really good music. So strap yep, in, so folks. Far. Next up, we have Greyhaven, Empty Black. On Graphic Nature slash Equal Vision Records, this is a progressive metalcore band. Once again, sophomore album, pretty interesting. Ten tracks, no filler. And right away, first thing I said, and we've been talking about, you know, we've been talking about the singles, you know, off and on for a little bit. Right away, though, I hear Norma Jean and Every Time I Die. Yeah, I was going to say, there's something about this I feel like I've heard before, and that's not a bad thing. I really enjoy it. Um, I was hoping you'd pinpoint it, and I think you nailed it. So yeah, I would almost compare this a, similar to the previous album we just did, where, but in a different way. I mean, it's well-written, of course, and I just love this this sound. Yeah, this one is more political and cynical, yep. if anything. But yeah, I definitely agree with that. But yeah, I mean, the similarities between those bands is unmistakable. You can definitely make the Keith Buckley comparison. There's really mm-hmm. no doubt about that, especially because they're from Kentucky, so they have that southern twang to them uh-huh. as well. <laughs> it comes out every once in a while. Not only do you hear it in the guitar, but you can hear it in the vocals every once in a while, yeah. too. But man. It's crazy what those pills will do to you, man. It is true. That and bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> And there's some coughing there, right there. Maybe I need some bourbon. (laughs) But man, the mix of cleans and uncleans are fantastic. The screams are so in your face. The cleans are desperate at times, 
but then melodic and soulful in others. Yeah. I think I, I really enjoy it. I think they put all the singles we listened to at the beginning of the album. Pretty I, much. I really enjoy how they structured the album. Yeah, they did a really good job. And that's what I also want to mention. It's something people often get worried about when it's another band in progressive metalcore, metalcore. They do a great, great job of really switching things up in this album. Yeah, it, it they definitely switch it up a lot. And I want to say this reminded me of a band, I mean, in a way, well, one of their albums, it kind of reminded me of like For All I Am for in, in some moments. I think that's where I'm kind of pulling it from. Huh. I'm not sure but I agree on that Only one album, though. Only one album. The though. new one? No. Hmm. I mean, the progressive metalcore part, Yeah. I guess I hear. But I don't hear, I mean, maybe a little Dillinger Escape Plan. But okay. that, I mean, but those three bands that I mentioned are the ones I think they really rotate around. And they make it their own, though. I'm not saying they're a clone. No, not at all. But they change it around enough. I mean, sometimes it's really groovy. Sometimes, you know, those clean vocals come in at the right time. Like, they are making this different with tempo changes, with their heaviness. It all plays a part. Yeah, and I, and I don't think it's much of a spoiler for anyone. I think this is a week our three extensive album reviews we're doing could end up on our best of. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I think that might be a first time. Actually, that is possible. That really yep. is. But yeah, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I'm going to see Norma Jean live is because I want to see Greyhaven live. Okay, yep. Makes sense. It makes sense they're with them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, this is it's intense, it's dynamic. It's beautifully chaotic. It is. You know, yeah, that's right? a good way to put it. Thank that's a you. new genre. I'm a poet. <laughs> but yeah, I really, really enjoyed all my listens through this. I thought they did an excellent job with everything. And I think we were definitely right in being excited when we heard the singles. Oh, yeah. I think we, it didn't let us down. Absolutely not. And I don't think this will let anyone down. I actually sent this to a lot of people saying, like, hey, I know you like every time I die. You're going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> so I am really looking forward to seeing them live. Everyone else, Norma Jean is out with Gideon. They're out with Gideon, Tooth Grinder, and Greyhaven. I think those are the bands. That sounds like a pretty stacked lineup right there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So hopefully, I think, Dave, I need to talk to you about this because I think they're playing on a day we normally record. So we might have okay. to switch some things around if possible okay. just so I can do that. But yeah, man, I would definitely recommend this album to everybody. This is going to be one of the best of 2018 for sure. Awesome. So Dave, what track would you like to hear? Broadcast Network. All right. Oh, fuck. 
completely forgot to talk about how great the technical guitar work was. And then also, yeah. one thing that we don't often get to bring up as much, the fucking drumming is yeah. <laughs> so well done on this. Whether it's the mix, I don't know what it is, but I am really looking forward to hearing this live and hearing that fucking drumming because that just got me through that entire album just pumped up. Yeah, when a drummer stands out, you know it's going to be good. Fuck yeah. So once again, that's Greyhaven, Empty Black on Graphic Nature slash Equal Vision Records. And let's go to something completely different. We've got friend of the show, Bill Murray with Solid Chub. That's right. You heard me correctly. The name of the album is Solid Chub. And this is on Johnny Frank Productions because if people don't know, the man, the myth, the legend behind Bill Murray is none other than Mr. Johnny Frank. So let's get that out of the way. Obviously, he's been on the show multiple times. We've also talked about, I think, every single Bill Murray album. This is number six. Wow. And for anyone that doesn't know, he pretty much puts out an album every three to four months. And that's especially, or maybe even not, if you include his other two bands, The March Ahead and Chair. Yep. Busy man. Very, very busy. Absolutely. Because not only is he doing all this, but he also has his own production studio as well. Yeah. He, um, he's he, he's an, another Ian out there. It's so funny you say that. We're going to leave that there for a second, but we're going to come back to that later, okay? Okay. <laughs> so this album is eight tracks with one interlude. And really, it's like he took Banana... Because yep. obviously we loved Banana and took it like one step further. Like this is almost like the sequel to that album. Yeah. That's like, how I, 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 I hear a lot of Banana in this album in a good way, of course, because that album is fucking gold. Yeah. No, it definitely is. One of the best of 2017. Oh, yeah. I think not only did he keep things, not only did he keep things very Johnny Frank, but then also he did take some extra risk with this. Yeah, I think, yeah, and the song Island especially, yes. I think he really went out there. Exactly, and I know a lot of people really, really love that track, because obviously oh on, God, yeah. Yeah, on Friday I was looking around to see you know what people were talking about, you know what they were saying about it, and I've seen nothing but great things, and maybe that's because yeah. that's all I look for, but that's all I'm seeing is, is great stuff. Island was definitely a lot different. It was almost like a sequel to Aqua. Yep, it was. Yeah, <laughs> because he he went ahead and he did basically two tracks or so that still had that 80s vibe, mm -hmm. which he started yeah. to do in Banana. Maybe He's... the album before that, maybe for, not as much so. I think it was more Banana Yeah, that we heard that kind of style because he has, and that's why I haven't really said what genre of music this is, because I don't know what genre of music to put Johnny Frank and Bill Murray. Maybe electrono rock yeah <laughs> maybe but then maybe more electrono post-hardcore alternative because you still do have some tracks with the over-the-top screaming element in like it gradient, as well yeah yeah gradient like for me my standouts were gradient ice and reflect okay yeah. and i think each one of those if i'm not mistaken has some type of unclean vocal in it yep 
And what you should also know about this whole thing is that I believe he's doing everything when it comes to this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I did purchase some tickets to a Johnny Frank, Woo! Bill Murray, uh, Joe, playing at my favorite venue in the basement of a Donato's Pizza. There you go. Look, I'm still Can't saying you should have him play your wedding. I know, dude. <laughs> he'll do it. Oh, I know he'll do it. He will definitely do it. It would be amazing. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's a side story. But I fucking love this album again. He can't oh, yeah. do any wrong. I'm constantly in awe of what he's able to accomplish. Yeah. it Like, I can always just set it. Like, when I know a Bill Murray album's coming out, like, I can about guarantee it's going to be on our best ofs. I mean, that six albums, and he's yet to let me down once, right. you know? And anyone who says, oh, Ian and Dave only listen to the same stuff over and over again, blah, blah. This is still different. Oh, yeah. You can't put this into a genre. Like I said before, there are major bass drops here. He, yeah. you know, he mods his voice from time to time, but everything he does seems to have a reason for it, and it works with what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah, he even throws comedy in all the time. Yes, so he does. I mean, that last track is one of the only. I think there's only one other one, a slow yeah. song. Uh huh. And it has a big build to it, but. But he even makes fun of it at the beginning, saying, hey, I can do slow stuff. Yeah. And it didn't say that at the beginning of the song. <laughs> Come on, Dave. That's yep. what I was saying. It, I mean, for the <laughs> listeners. Whoever, oh, that's true. That's true. People don't understand Bill Murray, and it makes me mad that maybe he's flown under the radar. And I actually saw this under an alt press uh, post in the comments. Someone said, where's the Bill Murray push? Yeah. <laughs> I even brought that up a million fucking times. I don't understand why everyone else in Attack Attack can be on alt press, but for some reason Johnny Frank's not, especially when he's putting out quality content all the fucking time. Yeah, I know. Like, if you're a Bill Murray fan like we are, I mean, we might get at least probably one more album this year, maybe two, maybe three. Yeah, I mean, people don't understand how much work he consistently does and how great it Look, if we didn't like this, we either wouldn't cover it or we'd come on and talk about how we were like, ah, I'm not so sure. Maybe he lost it putting out so much music. This is fucking great. I even yeah. put this on all social media. Everyone should be listening to this. Go purchase this because we're going to be talking about it. I want people to know what we're talking about. Yeah, and I can't, I can't wait to see him finally live. That's going to be awesome, man. I am very jealous of that because <laughs> obviously he doesn't tour he plays around Ohio every once in a while. And he's even mentioned, I mean, he mentioned on one of the conversations, maybe the second one, his goal is not to tour with this stuff. It's just yep. he does like to go play live, but that's not where his head is. No, which is a good thing, I think. It's working. <laughs> no, for sure. Is there anything else you want to mention about this album? I'm nervous for anyone who Googles Solid Chub. I did. It's not as bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See people, the cough is still there. It's not as bad as you might think. Okay. All right. What I did want to mention, because obviously I had to go out and do this, but one of the next Ian Hates conversations is with the returning Johnny Frank of Bill Murray. 
Oh, boy. Unfortunately, I was sick, like I'd been sick for a while, you know, when we recorded it. But obviously, for him and I, it's very easy to talk back and forth. So besides me, you know, having to fucking cough every once in a while and, you know, have to re, you know, state some words because I fuck things up, you still get to hear Johnny Frank. And not only do we talk about this, the meaning behind it, you know, what he's doing with his life, how he feels about making music, all that kind of stuff. We also do a 10-year retrospective for Someday Came Suddenly. Oh, boy. There it is. And... I'm going to clickbait title this, like, fuck yeah, right now. (laughs) Johnny Frank wants an Attack Attack reunion. Oh, boy. And that's talked about in depth. Oh, boy. So you guys are going to have to wait for that, but it is coming. Man, I, I was going to mention something to you, and maybe I should mention it off air. If not, edit this out. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Do you think jo- uh, Johnny um, would get a huge push from all these uh, alt press and all this bullshit? I, mean, I don't know if he even wants that. I mean, he I'm sure he wants to be recognized. What if he covered one of the old songs? Maybe. That's a possibility. I don't think yeah. that's what he wants. Yeah. But I also don't want to give away too much from the show. Okay. Do you okay. know what I mean? But I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But yeah, everyone look forward to that. But until then, get your copy of Solid Chubb. Dave, what track would you like to hear? Um, I would like to hear um, Ice. Sounds good to me. So fucking good. Once again, that's Bill Murray, Solid Chubb on Johnny Frank Productions. Damn, Dave. Three classics. Three classics. What a week week indeed. Man, I love talking about good music. Yeah, hopefully the trend continues. Well, let's see. On March 23rd, we have Bless the Fall, Discrepancies, Bloodline, Cove, Chamber, and then also, I was made aware that After Party released their EP this week, but we weren't able to cover it in time, so we're going to make up for it that week. Okay. So yeah, we are done with album reviews, and now that means, hey, guess what? I went to a concert. It's time to talk about it. Oh boy. All right, everyone, 
concert review time, I went to see The Devil Wears Prada, Falling in Reverse, Papa Roach, and A Day to Remember. This was in Lowell, a little bit north of Boston, so I had to drive out there. The Devil Wears Prada is still a weird band for me, and it might be blasphemy, but I think I've mentioned it on the show before. I never really got into them. No, I was going to say, same same, uh, same boat, man. I, I've yet to really, and I never did really catch on to the Devil Wears Prada trend. Me neither, and they do have good songs. I'm not going to deny that, but listening through a whole album has always yeah. been really rough for me. So the thing I want to mention is, one, they didn't play Still Fly. So right there. Oh, damn. I've seen them multiple (laughs) times now, and they have not played that. I don't understand why. Why would you not want to play your best song? And then (laughs) they played their worst song, in my opinion, which is the one from the new album where they talk about Tokyo. Because they, oh my god, yeah, they talk about all the places that they travel, and I always hate it when bands do that. It's horrible, man. It's such a cheap pop because they even threw in Boston, and it's like, come on. (laughs) <laughs> come on that song's so repetitive and boring but i respect that they've been around for so long and have changed their sound there was that second half of that new album i did really enjoy they even say my name in one of them oh yeah you don't hear ian a whole lot in songs <laughs> but what's also very funny is their lead vocalist loves to sing without his shirt on oh, that's weird and he's pretty up there in age too so it's Ooh. a little little strange yeah. it's a little different a when ronnie radke takes off his shirt compared yeah. to when this guy does <laughs> but i know there are a lot of fans out there that love them and they are very talented and they're good to see live it is just a weird situation to see them opening for those three bands yeah definitely that's a strange one man i can't get over how people didn't latch on to their song from that like space ep that came out before the that album. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a song on that called Supernova that is so fucking good. Yeah, they have good tracks. It's just I've never been a listen to an entire album front to back and love it. Yeah. So after they were done, Falling in Reverse comes out. And it is kind of funny. I will mention right away they don't play Bad Girls Club. <laughs> Very happy about that. Yeah. But they also I think only played one track from their new album. Whoa. And their new album's really good. They only played one of the singles, and it wasn't home. I think it was the one about uh, your hating your friends or whatever. Okay, okay. I think that was it. I was like, that wouldn't be the single I would play. Yeah, dude. They're deep. Cu- they have a couple of deep cuts on that. People just don't even acknowledge. Like the song "Hanging On" is so yeah, good. They have some really good stuff on that new album. I like that direction. But then they, th- what people have to remember, and I just like try. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what people have to realize about Ronnie is he's a goofy motherfucker. Oh, yeah, man. That's what he's he is. There. Yeah, he's so goofy. And that's not a bad thing. That's just what he is. I'll never be able to completely fault him for that kind of stuff because he did make one of the greatest albums of all time. Okay, yeah. Dying is Your Latest <laughs> Fashion is one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> So I can't completely fault him because I'm like, oh, wow, I'm seeing the guy that did that. But now he just does goofy shit on stage and he kind of sings and he kind of raps. And I think I saw that on your footage, man. Yeah, it's it's a little cringeworthy 
at times. <laughs> but at least he's having fun. I yeah. guess. You know what I mean? Like, I'll put that out there for him. And that new single doesn't really play well live. That's for sure. No. No. And nothing about the band is about the band. Everything is about Ronnie. You even look at the people playing guitar for him and drums, and they're like not even having a good time. No. <laughs> they're doing the most boring shit. Like their one guitarist is great, but it's the same as I, I forget who it was. They ha- uh, Jackie Vincent used to be in the band. Okay. And he's very similar to that kind of talent because Jackie Vincent's very talented. But it's all about Ronnie. Oh, Ronald. What's hilarious, though, was he goes, and I'm like, did did Ronnie Radke get ripped? <laughs> and then he I takes know. off his shirt, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, did he <laughs> replace drugs with exercise? Because yeah, talk no. <laughs> about, yeah, talk about replacing one thing with another. Yeah, man. He's huge now. You wouldn't want to fuck with Ronnie Radke now. No, no, not now. He'd fucking rip your throat out like it was Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. That's the funny part to me is I've seen him live throughout the years and he's never looked the way he has before. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing just yet. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. Yep. But yeah, I mean, seeing Falling in Reverse is about the spectacle. It's about seeing Ronnie Radke. Ronnie Radke has a fucking amazing voice. He's so good at uncleans, but he just doesn't care when he's live. <laughs> That's just the way it is. So you have to, yeah. you have to know that. So... Then comes Papa Roach. Oh, boy. I haven't been bored at a show like that in fucking forever. I just (laughs) don't care about Papa Roach. I just don't. And they were energetic, and I understood, like, a lot of the crowd was there for Papa Roach. Oh, God. It was really weird. I was not expecting that whatsoever. They were energetic. I don't think Jacoby's voice is as good live as I've seen him live. I mean, that was years and years ago. I do think he normally does have a good voice, but maybe the tour has gotten to him a little bit. There's that possibility. But they were very energetic. They put on a good show, but like they made me laugh out loud and kind of shake my head because they did a wall of death for one of their for one of their fucking rap rock songs. Oh my god. And it was like cringeworthy. And then they also did the you have to kneel down. And then jump back up thing, but they didn't Ugh. have an actual breakdown or anything to have you jump back up. Oh it, my it was God. like he just started rapping again. And I was like, that's not how you do it. I was like, oh, poor, poor Jacoby. That's not how you do it. <laughs> but people did it. Anyone who likes them enjoyed it. But I was just like, wow, this is not for me. Yeah. You know, they did one song that I enjoyed, which was Getting Away with Murder, because that's the album where they have no rap rock in it it's just straight up rock but yeah i mean even hearing last resort was just like eh i've already heard it before a million fucking times so good for them that they're still going strong and all that kind of shit but wow that's just such a weird dichotomy for me yeah the i was wondering how they would play out on that tour that's kind of they feel out of place to me if you like them you will like them on tour but if you're like waiting for a day to remember like i was you're like, holy fuck, let's get to it. It's a Thursday night. I got work tomorrow. So that's the way I was feeling about that. Then they blasted the music in between sets like it was a show. Uh-huh. And people unironically sang along to Backstreet Boys. No. 
I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't make fun of people because that's the cool thing to do. I make fun of people because that's really shitty. Yeah. Like, when did it become okay to like that shit? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's supposed to die off, you know? I would have hoped, but apparently not. So they basically had the music as loud as if a concert was going on until they came on. Now, Day to Remember are always fucking good. Yeah. Always fucking good. So they had all these backdrops and they did a ton of props. They had a t-shirt gun and then they threw out, had to be between 50 and 100 large beach balls. Yeah. So the the visual of seeing them live is always really good. Uh-huh. They always put I'd a lot imagine. of work into that. Yeah. Jeremy's voice is always on point. He did have a backing vocal or sorry, he did have a backing track, which I was okay. a little surprised about. But it might just be because he's in charge of doing so much. Yeah, he definitely has a lot of weight on his shoulders. He absolutely does. But they are fucking great musicians. Their catalog of hits is amazing. They didn't play one song that people would be like, why are they playing that song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. They did the Since You've Been Gone cover. And by the way, Pop Rose did a cover of Song 2 by Blur, which was fun. Okay, It was fun. Uh-huh. But anyways, they did Since You've Been Gone, which was great. The only song they didn't play that I was a little disappointed, it always happens. I love Here's to the Past. Okay, yeah. But they weren't, I mean, the set list was 20 songs long already anyway, so. Yeah, I was just, you know how hard that would be to make their set list? Their catalog is full of hits. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. full of hits. That'd be a good fan question. Us to list off the band <laughs> to make, the, it would be the hardest to make a set list for. That would be pretty tough. But yeah, man, they even had a brand new song that was like a, whole like this was our journey and they played you know they played old pictures in the background and you know they did all that shit it's just really great if you ever have a chance to see a day to remember live you have to go do it you have to at least once yeah so i'm gonna have to go to that what's it called uh incarnation incarnation yeah yeah that thing oh yeah incarceration incarceration yep right yeah you probably if you've never seen them live i have this weird feeling that they're almost done. I don't like that feeling, Ian. It's just the way it is, man. I think they're they're over it. Yeah. I could well, be I mean, wrong. They've done enough. I will say that. <laughs> they have one of the greatest back catalogs of any band in the scene. Arguably the best, really. I mean... You could. You could argue that. Really great show. Mostly due to a day to remember. That's just my style, obviously. But yeah, you just have to mention to people... You have to see them live. And then just go back. I think there's a playlist on Spotify, 15 years in the making. I think they might have put it together. Yeah. Hit after hit after hit. They don't (laughs) have a bad song. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, uh, we won't get into that debate. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save it. We'll save it. Yep. But yeah, plenty more shows are coming up. But Dave, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's time for the end of the show. It's time. Let's do it. All right, Dave. End of the show time. Do that thing you do. All right, guys. Keep a lookout on social media. Ian gave way too many hints. And straight up spoilers, (laughs) really. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout. Um, Obviously... You, he might be putting out my favorite episode oh, soon um, of the year already. I don't know. My, Ian, my birthday's <laughs> coming up. Um, 
Pre- no pressure or anything. No pressure. Uh, yeah, keep a lookout on social media. Get in contact with us. Have questions. We hit uh, way too many questions. We don't know Ian's favorite color. You don't know mine. Cookies thing. We don't have enough time in the show to even go <laughs> into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's get Kelly on the show too. Uh, we know you brought that up a couple of times. That'd be kind of fun. I yeah. want to hear another Kelly question soon. <laughs> no, for sure. We'll set that up. Yeah, so just tell a friend. That's the most important thing you do. Rate and review. Um, there's some bad podcasts out there, guys. Don't don't fall victim to that shit. Yeah, it's really not worth it. There's a reason why we have so many episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just say that. But to kind of cap off what Dave was saying, telling a friend, also, like I've mentioned a little bit, telling bands that you've either yep. heard of on the show or you've heard in Ian Hates Conversations, Tell them, hey, I'm listening to you because of the show. Let them know they love shit like that. <clears throat> wow. I think my voice is going, Dave, so we got to wrap this up. <laughs> still not out of the woods, like I said. I was feeling better, but still not there. And that's the thing. I have so many Ian Hates conversations coming out. Some of them were done when I was sick or still sick. So you have to deal with that. But... I do know how to let the artists talk. That's the whole point. The show is about them, yeah. not about me. So it's you're going to yourself. No, it's not. I know it's called Ian hates, but it's really not about me. It's about promoting these awesome bands and getting real live conversations. And I can't even tell you the things I've teased. There's so much that you just don't understand, but it is, but it is coming so much great stuff. If you want to get in touch with us, Dave of Doom on Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast, Ian Hates Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ian Hates, and then email Ian Hates at gmail.com. So much more stuff coming out for you guys. We really hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Lots of things happening. We are a company. Ian hates LLC now. You never know what that means. Merch is coming. Patreon with actual tears. So much going on here. And I really, I honestly, I'm not teasing this. I can't wait for you to hear the conversations because these bands I've been talking to are so fucking awesome. Looking forward to it. So Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? Don't be a dick and fuck the new Under Us song. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to Oh